We're about to light up season three of Drifter's Sympathy on Feral Audio. Episode one is called Dawn of Individuation, which rolls the clock back to right when you decide who you want to be and the kinds of early decisions that, for better or worse, completely mold the rest of the shape of your life. Episode two is going to be called Loner Legends, sort of an attempt to define who the underdog really is and their role in history and culture and art. Season three drops on October 23rd. This is Emil Amos. Check out Drifter Sympathy on feralaudio.com. R.A. Public Radio America. It's like a tote bag for your ears. This week on You're Welcome, parents in a Chicago neighborhood are petitioning to change the National School Lunch Program. What do they hope to accomplish, and how embarrassed will their kids be? Chartreuse Bell Jar takes us inside a nationwide trend that combines artistic expression with alcohol. Truly a revolutionary combination. All this and retractions today on... You're welcome. Welcome to your welcome. I'm Stefan Hyphen-Straitman, and when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. And when life gives you melting ice caps, use that crisp, refreshing glacier water to make premium lemonade and double the price. Problem solved. This week's top story... Public school lunch menus have been making our children miserable for generations, but recently parents have begun taking notice and making themselves miserable too. Parent-teacher associations across America began demanding meat that received comparable, if not better, grades than their students. The White House responded with a federal program that laid out guidelines for low-calorie, nutritionally balanced, healthy lunch menus, aka the No Child's Big Behind Act. Schools lashed out, saying that the federally mandated whole wheat bread was two times more expensive than white bread, and often up to five times more expensive than green bread. Federal regulators then backed down, allowing schools to define frozen pizza as a vegetable and chocolate cake as a salad. PTAs retaliated with the Why Is My Child Fat campaign. The White House retaliated with the Why Don't You Pack a Lunch for Your Own Fat Kid Act. PTAs responded with the Are You Telling Me How to Raise My Fat Stupid Child grassroots movement. And the debate continues. The First Lady is expected to deliver a statement next week. No word yet on what she'll be wearing. But in the Wicker Park neighborhood of Chicago, Illinois, parents have a different beef with school lunch policies. Linda Crossweather, whose child Sky goes to a Montessori school called Baxter Academy for Snowflakes, has this to say on the issue. Skye's just turned 10 years old, and the other day I asked her if she wanted to go to brunch to meet my new fella. He's a teacher's assistant for a spin class. And Skye, well, she looked up at me. She said, she said, Mama, what's brunch? This child is 10 years old. What kind of education is she getting? And so, hip young parents across Chicago's near Northside neighborhoods known as the Brunch Belt are campaigning vigorously to replace the city's school lunch program with a school brunch program. The Lakeview neighborhood PTA alone is over 50,000 signatures strong on a brunch program petition. Among them, 
Ryan with an E, Williamson. All three of my triplets, Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva, go to public school right here in Lincoln Park. They spend eight hours a day in their school, five days a week. Do you know how many hours that is? I... is this question rhetorical? Yes. Maybe. I don't know what that word is. I mean, are you actually asking how many hours that adds up to? No one can count that high, Stefan. That's my point. It's a lot of hours, and our children deserve the best, most decadent and delicious food to get them through the day. Uh, Mr. Williamson, did you go to a Chicago public school? Once in a while, until my father invented the pop-up ad, and I retired in the sixth grade. But look, listen, what I'm saying is, if there was a brunch program in place, I would have shown up to school every day anyway, especially if there was a build-your-own-omelet menu. Implementing a school brunch program will not be an easy transition. Budgets are already stretched thin trying to supply a consistent standard of fruits, vegetables, and milk before their expiration dates. Waste and milk would never be a problem again if we set up a decent latte bar in our cafeterias. In fact, Sky's school would need to order twice as much milk and about a dozen more options. 2%, 1%, skim, soy, almond, rice, coconut, dog milk. Dog milk? Dog milk. Dog milk. Milk from dogs. And my yoga instructor was telling me about this thing called 0% milk. It's... Apparently just water that accidentally gets shipped in milk cartons. I want Sky School to be the first to offer it in a brunch program, and the first to completely drop it forever when it goes out of style. An additional challenge, brunch experts from the National Brunch Association, whose published reports can be found at www.nonotthatnbatheotherone.com, insist that brunch cannot occur any earlier than 11.45 a.m., that's a long time for a child's developing body to wait for nutrition. Yes, yes. The old wives' tale states that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. But we say, define important. <laughs> Brunch is far and away the most socially visible meal of the day. Okay. My daughter isn't learning proper social skills. She'll grow up without the ability to patiently wait for other people to stop talking so she can start talking about something completely different. Yes, but Miss Crossweather, isn't it possible that by pushing a meal so late in the day, students could find their attention span suffering significantly in the early hours regardless? Have you tried the strawberry waffles at Heaven's Kitchen and Clark and Belmont? I'm going right after this. I hear amazing things. Martin Graber has been campaigning diligently every Sunday afternoon for months. Martin's son, Positivity Graber, goes to Logan Square Elementary School. Look, every day I hear about art programs being cut in our public schools. But there has to be at least one art program left that they can cut to add some money to a brunch budget. I mean, my son's going to forget how to play the cello someday. But there's still a chance to get him a vegan bacon-wrapped French toast stick he'll talk about for the rest of his life. One charter school in Wicker Park has already dropped the federal school lunch program and fired all of their science teachers to afford hiring local celebrity brunch chef Mayra Lark. Yeah, I find it 
I actually fit into a charter school atmosphere pretty easily. Um, the whole competitive lottery thing is really similar to my vegan restaurant, Damon. It's called Food for Everyone. It seats only seven people at a time. It's open for an hour on Sundays, and it has a waiting list of about 900 people. In place of science classes, students at Good Priorities Charter School will spend an hour a day watching Mayra Lark cook her famous spicy hollandaise sauce, provided they sign her non-disclosure agreement first. You know, I, I grew up in Wicker Park. I've seen this neighborhood change a lot over the years. It went from a culturally and economically diverse melting pot to being a bunch of people who look and sound like me, reflect my lifestyle, spend $6 on a glass of orange juice. So yeah, I believe in a change for the better. I think the school brunch program has a real chance. And when it pushes through on a nationwide scale, I'll be there with my new cookbook, Mayra Lark Kicks Gluten's Booty, in stores this holiday season. There is, of course, the question of whether the students want this to happen as much as their parents do. Positivity Graber of Logan Square Elementary School was brave enough to lend his voice to the issue at hand. Go ahead, boss. Uh, uh, I, I think... Um, the National School Brunch Program is a great idea. The, the Brunch Program, National Program, is great. Would be great. Could, could be. Would, would be. Would be great brunch. And anyone who opposes it hates our nation's youth and high standards of cuisine and the brunch culture holding our society together and should be ashamed of holding America's education system back. Can I have another mimosa now? <laughs> well, we get home, little guy. See, see, that's one healthy kid. He loves his vitamin C. We here at Your Welcome World News will continue to bring you updates on the National Brunch Program campaign as it develops. Unless something really big and terrible happens somewhere and we need to talk about that instead. PRA and Your Welcome World News are brought to you by the navigation app Waze. When you have to get somewhere in a hurry, let Waze tell you to turn left against six lanes of rush hour traffic. When you inevitably crash, the ambulance that picks you up can get you to your destination faster than ever. Our next story, what do you get when you cross artistic license with a liquor license? Chartreuse Belljar is on the scene. A new trend has swept the nation for an alternative to your average ladies' night. Booze It and Paint It provides an artistic environment for women to get just as drunk as they would at a bar without having to deal with the loud thumping music and pressure to sexily dance. The class has become so popular, it's in over 70 cities across the nation. I'm here with the creator of Booze It and Paint It, Thomas Tony. Hi, Thomas. Chartreuse, hi. You know, I love your name because it's both a color and a liquor. Mmm. We provide a fun night of buckets of paint and a separate bucket of alcohol so ladies can loosen up and tap into their inner artist. We provide all the materials for very little Monet. <laughs> hmm. Do they just... Okay, do they come in and just paint whatever they want, or is that... Absolutely not. These parties require focus and a clear direction because these women are getting pretty toasty. So I guide them through a step-by-step -step process. Hmm. 
Sounds like a paint by number. Paint by numbers are for robots and assholes. Oh. Uh, pardon me. Oh, um, <laughs> definitely the worst kind of humans participate in that hobby. <laughs> it shouldn't certainly stop. Wait, do you? Oh, so what kinds of things do you paint? Flowers, cities in the nighttime, a group of trees, sun-bleached cow skulls next to a yucca plant. Variations on fruit in wooden bowls, the color orange, southwestern pottery, butterflies, or children on tree swings. When folks signs up for the class, they can choose their favorite artist or genre to paint. So there's some choice there, though I refuse any Jackson Pollock because I just don't get what it's supposed to be. Mm, I can empathize with your confusion. So what happens when they're... Finished. Well, we are not responsible for how they get home, but we do provide a lift code. Booze and paint was taken, so we chose poos and paint. It's very confusing for people under the influence, but it makes us feel like we're doing the right thing. And what about the paintings? Oh, we keep those. They pay for the experience and booze in exchange for their labor. I can't imagine wanting to keep these impaired paintings. Oh, well, I have a business partner who pays me pretty good Monet for the paintings. Second time around, I still didn't enjoy that pun. After chatting with Mr. Tony, I was curious who in their right mind would purchase drunk lady paintings. Uh, hi, I'm Ernest Gorp of La Quinta Inns and Suites. From what I understand, you purchase artwork from Booze It and Paint It for your hotels, yes? Uh, I do, yes. It's uh, it's affordable, nothing too provocative, and most importantly, they, they all look relatively the same. You know, like it's obvious they aren't made by a machine, replicated over and over again, but by people. I mean, drunk people, but, uh, but, but people. Well, there you have it. If you'd like to see your artwork featured on the walls of a mediocre hotel in Middle America, sign up for your Booze It and Paint It class. I'm Chartreuse Beljar, and I love yellowtail wine. Chartreuse Beljar joining us in the studio. Chartreuse, hello. Hi, hi. And uh, I see that you brought a couple of paintings yourself. Are these from the Booze It and Paint It class? They sure are. They're actually um, from my experience at the Booze It and Paint It class. What can you tell us about these? Walk us through it in this vividly visual medium of radio. Sure, sure. Um, well, this first one here, um, this is my first night. Um, I went pretty much every night of the week. Uh, it is fun. Every night? Every night. At, for how many hours? Uh, three hours. Three hours a night. Well, that's mm. not too bad. And then there's an extra hour of just trying to sober up afterwards because I couldn't figure out the lift code and I don't have anyone to pick me up. Uh, do I they have alone. black coffee or cold showers on site? They I do mean, not. Um, so really and they do not like it if you take their water. They only provide alcohol, which is um, really unsafe. But it was fun. Uh, this one right here is um, just a wet dog nose. As you can see, there's little droplets yes. of moisture on his nose. So this is you expressing a sense of happiness. Well, I didn't really get to choose what we're going to paint. Uh, the instructor uh, chose uh, the dog nose, and I'm more of a cat person, personally. So um, wasn't my first choice. <laughs> but uh, did, did you express a reluctance to paint the wet dog nose? I did at first, and then after they basically just put a couple of glasses of wine in front of me. And after that, well, I was game to paint whatever. 
Fascinating. What yeah. about this next one? Oh, this one is um, uh, this is a child on a on a tree swing, as uh, was mentioned before. Um, that that's one of the themes. Now, this child. Um, well, it looks like she's crying. Um, she which also was, looks a lot like you. I couldn't help but notice. That was my, that was my decision. I veered off. They said paint, uh, take your your um, blonde. Uh, that's that's the name of the paint is blonde. Mm-hmm. They have different hair colors to make it very easy uh, for Pretty drunk people. Um, but I I chose to just go for the the deep red, and I wanted it to be me because. Um, after a couple of glasses of wine, you start to feel things. That leads to an interesting question. I'm going to ignore the emotional quality of your painting entirely and ask, when you say things like pass the red or pass the white, is there any confusion between the paint and the wine? Do you stand to accidentally drink paint? Oh, I, I drank paint, yes. Um, it, it, um, I noticed immediately when I drank paint. That would explain your third and final painting, which appears to just be one long red blotch from corner to corner. That was my vomit. Fascinating. Thank you very much, Chartreuse. PRA and You're Welcome are brought to you by putting the word smart before your products. Smartphones, smart cars, smart water, and even smarter branding. It's never been easier to shop smart, feel smart, and repeat the word smart until it loses all meaning. Smart, smart, smart. Smart, smart. 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 We here at PRA are right all the time, except for when we aren't. So here are this week's retractions. The Manhattan Project was the codename given to the development of the atomic bomb, not the development of raw juice bars around Central Park. The tallest mountain in Africa is Kilimanjaro, not the Mount Everest roller coaster in Disney Johannesburg. Mardi Gras is not French for the River of Vomit. And Lucky Charms are not Ireland's largest export. Interestingly, it is their biggest import. We are up to 2.1% of our fundraising goal. Donors at the $15 level will receive a pair of PRA sunglasses that they can wear indoors to avoid eye contact with coworkers. Thank you, as always, for listening, or at least having us on in the background while you drive. Special thanks to research interns Madeline Wager, Levi Petrie, Eric Stoles, Jeremy Simon, BJ Emery, and Joe Porter. And in-studio swing dancer, Zane Grant. I'm Stefan Hyphen-Straitman saying thank you, and you're welcome. Your Welcome World News is in partnership with Feral Audio. Go to our show page at feralaudio.com to subscribe on iTunes, donate, and check out other podcasts like Mystic Party, Call Chelsea Peretti, and more. P.R.A. Public Radio America. You're smarter already. Feral Audio. United States government. It is the mission of the National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. The NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped.
incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com.